Hello, everyone. It's Christine Marie Mason, your host for the Rose Woman Pod. This week, I'm going to just start with a moment of silence. Moment of silence for every woman who is currently facing uncertainty about what's going to happen to her body in the coming months as she navigates the difficult personal choices around whether or not to carry a child to term. I don't really care what the reasons are that she's debating or discussing because it's none of my business. It's none of my business whether someone else decides to have this personal choice result in a beautiful, bouncy baby or evaporate into nothingness so that that soul comes in somewhere else at some other time. It's none of my business. But somehow our court system seems to think that it is the business of largely white male legislatures in largely regressive and misogynistic states to decide for a woman what she can do with her body. I feel like I could start with an apology to everyone for not recognizing sooner how much my own shame inherited from a religious tradition and a culture that said young girls shouldn't be sexual. If they were sexual, they certainly shouldn't get pregnant. And if they got pregnant, they certainly shouldn't have an abortion. So when I was 16 and that happened to me, I was sexual, I got pregnant, and I found myself in another country, 10 weeks along, alone, in a garret rooftop, recovering by myself without anyone there with me, Uh, from an abortion in Amsterdam. And then I went on like nothing happened. And I pretended for 40 years that nothing had happened, that I wasn't that person. I highlighted the maternal. I supported women's rights with my words. But some part of me didn't want to speak out because I still thought that somehow I was a bad person or a dirty girl. And it has only been with this five or six years now of really diving into the politics, the machinations, the manipulations that have been used, billboards, political, oh, I can't even think of the words, like all of the pressures and all of the stories that I have ingested that I now understand are deeply tied to controlling woman's body as an object. And that that is thousands of years old. I think I've told you before how... You know, being in Greece, uh, we were sort of standing at what my friend Joshua calls the fractal where domination and patriarchal hierarchy enters human consciousness. You're in the ancient world, and it used to be Gaia, the goddess of the earth with her snake friend, ruling over everything quite peacefully and keeping in order. And Apollo decides that he wants to rule over Gaia, so he kills the snake and he takes over Gaia. And at this point, we have this domination mindset entering our fractal. Um, I've also been here in Italy and looking at how this sort of the period of the Middle Ages after the plague and, you know, the sort of restoration of the feminine um, was beginning to happen where prayer wasn't working after four consecutive plagues to keep people healthy. Uh, so people are starting to turn away from the church and humanism and mannerism start, start to creep in. 
And you start to see Mary come alive in the art. She begins to move. She has muscles. Her cloak is open. She has breasts again. You know, she's restored to life. The feminine is restored to life. And what happens in the face of the feminine being restored to life? But the witch trials. I mean, basically the Inquisition and the witch trials and all of those things begin right around that time. So I will say again, we've only had the vote for a 100 years in the West. Uh, we've only had the right to control our reproductive destiny for 50 years in all of human history. We've only had the right to have a credit card and a mortgage in our own name for a very short while. So I'm going to read to you the formal statement that we've written for Rosebud Woman with your consent, of course, if you would care to listen. I also want to put it into the context of how much I love life and how much I hope and see a more positive future and that we're part of that evolution. So I'm going to read the statement now and I hope you'll listen and see what resonates with you. Seeing a future of body sovereignty for women, our statement on the overturning of Roe versus Wade. As an intimate wellness brand for people with vulvas, Rosebud Woman denounces the recent SCOTUS decision to deny a woman's basic human right to bodily sovereignty in the United States of America. This ruling allows regressive and misogynistic states, dominated by men, to codify forced birth, which at its essence is womb slavery. This decision will kill women. It is no less than murder via religious dogma and political repression. Every informed healthcare organization treating women has stated that this decision is bad for women, including the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, the American College of Nurse Midwives, Nurse Practitioners in Women's Health, the American Academy of Sexuality Educators, the International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health, as well as anti-sexual violence organizations, such as the National Alliance to End Sexual Violence, among thousands of others. And on the other side, politicians and white evangelical Protestant preachers. By the way, this is all footnoted with sources with data that I've included in here. This decision is not only bad for women, it's bad for men, it's bad for children and families, and it's bad for the country. We stand for a woman's absolute and complete sovereignty over her body and healthcare choices. We feel the grief and fear echoing from many of our sisters. We feel the exhaustion and the rage as our government says that we should not have the right to self-determine. It is the ultimate insult to us as free and autonomous beings and belies a lack of trust in a woman's own lived experience. We do at the same time see a future where comprehensive sexuality education, a full range of readily available birth control methods, and a complete medical toolkit for women's sexual and reproductive health are the norm. To us, full-spectrum medical care includes period equity, fertility support, pregnancy termination, healthy pregnancy, birth and postpartum care, female sexual wellness, rape and sexual violence prevention and care, and menopause care. We see a world where women's choices for their bodies are unquestioned by governments and churches. We therefore support the Women's Healthcare Protection Act, which takes this issue out of the now very partisan courts, again footnoted, and into the legislature. Moreover, this choice exacerbates other existing social inequities. 
The data-driven Guttmacher Institute writes, Evidence also shows the disproportionate and unequal impact abortion restrictions have on people who are already marginalized and oppressed, including black and brown communities, other people of color, people with low incomes, young people, LGBTQ communities, immigrants, and people with disabilities. I might add to that, by the way, rural people. We are grateful to science and medicine for the ongoing refinements and discoveries on how to safely and joyfully bring forth life when it's desired and to help us plan for that time. To those that welcome babies, no matter the circumstances, we are happy for you and your choice. We love our children, too. But bringing a child to term is never our decision to make for another person. It is none of our business. Neither is who someone loves or how they love. Women who desire motherhood bring forth life willingly when it is safe to do so and when it is in alignment with their values, resources, capacities, and desires. We note that the procreative yes is more likely to come in a world that is welcoming to children after they are born, a world that is economically supportive of families with health systems, educational systems, and ecosystems that provide the hope of a positive future for all beings. Perhaps those that would overrule women's health experts might instead focus on creating a country more worthy of bringing children into, where they don't go hungry, aren't debt slaves in exchange for a functional education, and aren't killed at the grocery store, at school, in church, or at the movie theater by men wielding assault rifles. In other words, a truly pro-life world. We remain committed to creating beautiful products, accurate educational materials, and inspiring content for a full, happy, self-determining, sensual, sexual, and reproductive life in a female body. Our community honors the deep evolutionary wisdom of the feminine, the natural intelligence of women's bodies, and trusts women to make the right choices for themselves and their families. To more love, peace, power, justice, and pleasure. Signed me. So that's that. That's where we stand. That's where I stand. Short episode today. I'm going to be doing a big event in the fall in New York. We've been planning it for a long time. It's a benefit for reproductive rights and maternal health and non-violence, non-domestic violence and other things. I've got over 50 Visual artists of the female experience were hanging in a gallery in Chelsea. There would be daily programming, and we're convening conversations on this. We have got to get deprogrammed of the things that have colonized our mindset. Your body is beautiful. It is perfect. It is whole. It is complete. It belongs to you. And we need systems that support its optimum functioning and systems that support life for females in the world it's been getting better and getting better progressively. Uh, so this is hopefully just a blip. And like I said, we hold for a better world for all beings, particularly in this area. Please visit sensing-woman.org to find out more about the event, about our benefactors, about the artists, about the donors, and come out and support it. It's going to be fantastic. See you in New York in September. Please write to me. I'd love to hear your thoughts at the.rose.woman on Instagram or at rosebudwoman for the company. You can also find us on the Facebook. All love and to your complete peace, power, and pleasure. Mm-hmm.